This podcast is sponsored by Explore Worldwide. Explore offers guided travel holidays from city breaks to honeymoons. Explore's local tour guides and their small group adventures give travellers the opportunity to experience a country and not merely observe it. Whether it's a food and drink tour in the hilltop towns of Tuscany or a walking tour in the rice fields of Vietnam, Explore puts their trust in the quality of their local tour leaders so you get a better insight into your holiday destination. Head to exploreworldwide.com. Hello and welcome to today's independent travel podcast, first of the week with me, Simon Calder. And I've spent, I hope not like you, quite a lot of the weekend hanging around at a number of uh, railway stations, many of which have seen no trains at all because of a strike. But buried in the many difficult stories about rail disruption and industrial action was just a small, almost one-line comment made by Southeastern. Now, this is a major commuter train operator. It connects uh, Kent, East Sussex, South East London with the capital. Um, really important, and um, I found generally a pretty good operator. They say, as from December this year, they will be removing first class. Now, Bear in mind that uh, already the Javelin services, those are the high-speed trains that Southeastern runs uh, between Dover, Margate, uh, Ashford, Folkestone, Canterbury and London St Pancras. Those are already one class only. I mean, they are actually very stylish trains. You do pay a bit of a supplement to be on them um, compared with the uh, slow old ones. Um, But I think uh, most people are entirely happy with that. Shorter journeys, of course, because they whiz along at 140 miles an hour. Um, So they are just saying on our longer train journeys, and that will be the so-called classic lines, going from London, Victoria via Maidstone to Ashford, um, going from Charing Cross to Dover and Folkestone, we're going to get rid of first class. That's going to allow us an extra 11,000 seats every day, and that will be jolly good. And they furthermore say, well, one reason we're doing this is because we've had a count and we've got four, uh, sorry, forgive me, 28 um, season ticket holders, annual season ticket holders who have got first class tickets. I imagine that Southeastern is, as we speak, having a word with them and saying this is coming down the track. But it just shows how after COVID, everything has changed. We're a much more leisure fo- focused railway. Um, you are not getting people um, commuting at such lengths uh, uh, because well apart from anything else with so many people not commuting and um, it's down about 44% says Southeastern uh, there's no point paying a surcharge to get an extra seat because um, well frankly you know you're you're going to get one anyway and actually no real difference in the seat quality so that's why people aren't buying first class season tickets and It's made some people fret or maybe even be glad that this signifies the ending of um, class distinctions on the railway, something which has been going on pretty much since the dawn of passenger rail systems. I don't think it's going to happen. I think there will always be demand for longer journeys for some posh seats. And 
if you're a competent uh, train operator, and I think most of them are, then you will want to capitalise on that. It's not going to happen on a... Oh, I can't remember how long it takes. It's generally about the longest train journey you can make on um, South Eastern is about 90 minutes. But if you're getting to three, four, five hours, you might well want first class. Um, it's certainly the case that on the remaining, uh, let's call them outer outer suburban operators, so London Northwestern, for example, which does some really long routes. I'm actually taking one um, from London to uh, Crewe tomorrow. Uh, the first class seating and the standard class seating are pretty much the same. Uh, the idea is that um, we need to pack lots of passengers in, so we're not really going to do um, anything uh, significant. And what you're buying is effectively... Uh, you're pricing other people out of your your compartment, um, which is, I'm afraid, a fairly blunt way of putting it. But that is certainly what is uh, what what is happening now. Um, that means that uh, well, goodbye to first class there. But it's definitely not goodbye to first class elsewhere. And you can look at the long distance companies, and I'm going to pick out. Avanti West Coast and LNER in particular, because those are the ones who do, I think, the most with um, uh, with first class. Uh, they compete um, Avanti West Coast from London Euston to the West Midlands to Northwest England and to Southern Scotland, and LNER, which goes from London Kings Cross to Yorkshire to Northeast England, and then into Scotland. And they are really keen on having a top class first class operation uh, 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 offering now that will typically mean that uh, you book a first class ticket you get um, access to a lounge really useful i think for a lot of people who unlike me like to turn up well before their train at king's cross for instance the lner lounge even has its own little secret access a bridge that will take you straight to your train so that's a really uh, interesting bonus as well. Um, Avanti West Coast as well as LNER have you know, meals appropriate to the time of day and you can get free alcohol which or complimentary alcohol priced into your ticket which um, some of us particularly enjoy. Um, so it is an attractive proposition. It all depends on how much it costs. Now Absolute sort of standard pricing for first class is typically 50% more. Um, that that means, for instance, um, Inverness to Edinburgh, you're not going to get, by the way, um, a full meal and, um, and and drinks. You can't drink on Scott Rail, actually. Um, standard anytime ticket, £50 one way. First is £75. That's 50% more. That's pretty much the premium right across um, large parts of continental Europe. But in the UK, we do things differently. So Reading to Exeter, it's only one third more in first class. Um, Manchester to London, off-peak return, well, it's uh, almost four times more expensive in first class. But increasingly, people are choosing advance tickets and that you normally pay a premium somewhere between 40 and 100%, i.e. it's... A fair bit more or twice as much, somewhere in that range. Um, I had a look at a morning journey from London to York and 
well, on, uh, on both LNER and on Grand Central, you were paying about 60% more for first class. In some cases, and it's well worth looking out for these, you can actually travel first class for less than standard. And that will typically happen if you know exactly the train you want to catch, but it's run out of advanced tickets in standard. There may be some in first, so you can legitimately do that. Although if you're claiming from your employer, they may say, what were you doing in first class? Um, Avanti West Coast also has a kind of mid-class standard premier, and that means you travel in a posh seat, um, but you don't get the uh, complimentary catering, which will keep your company, by the way, uh, happier. Um, And, of course, uh, the other thing which concerns a lot of people is... Am I allowed to stand up in a first-class corridor? Technically not. You are travelling in first-class accommodation with a standard-class ticket and the national conditions of travel say um, you you may be charged a penalty fare, um, which is um, a a disappointing outcome. I absolutely agree. Um, But in practice, if if, if a train is that full... Um, that you're having to stand in first class, you probably won't be found out. And uh, rather than spending hundreds of extra pounds on uh, first class, I have found the journey on which you will pay absolutely the least. You'll be glad to know that it is Wigan to Warrington, a 10-minute journey um, taking you from uh, Greater Manchester to Cheshire. That's going to cost you £1.30 more than the... Um, the the price in standard class £7.30 instead of £6 rail card discount supply so it could even be less than a pound and once you're on board you can say can I have a cup of tea and a packet of crisps or a biscuit or an apple or something and actually really make the most of that anyway thank you for your first class company I will be back tomorrow meanwhile thanks for listening goodbye Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.